Hey everyone, welcome to the Good News Podcast. Today, we have a very good friend of mine, Rob Dalgleish. Rob is a United Church minister, and Rob has experienced a calling in his life over the last 15 years or so. He has been leading EDGE ministry as part of the United Church of Canada. He felt a calling to help the wider church, the church across the country, develop new expressions of being church. Because let's face it, the world is changing and the church needs to change. And Rob is on the front lines of helping make this happen. I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation. I hope you're really inspired by what Rob has to offer us. Friends, let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on the Good News Podcast today. Really excited about this conversation. This is my good, good friend, Rob Dalgleish. Rob, as you heard in the introduction, is the executive director of EDGE, a, a very unique ministry that is supporting ministry development and mission in our country, across across our country. Um, Rob, really great to see you. Good to be with you. Can't wait to have this conversation. I think people are going to be really inspired by hearing some of the things that you get to see and hear as part of your life and your work. So why don't we just jump in with what is your role at EDGE and how are you seeing God at work as you as you you know, execute as you lead, as you fulfill your role there? Yeah, for sure. Thanks for that question. Um, I'm the executive director of EDGE yeah. and the founding director of EDGE. So nice. um, 11 years ago, it's hard to believe wow. that it's uh, been 11 years. Um, the church felt it needed to uh, an initiative to help. Number one, it was triggered by declining congregations and highly resistant to change. Hmm. Mm. Uh, declining, hmm. meaning aging, struggling financially, um, trying to fill positions, mm -hmm. energy. Yeah. And, um, and so uh, we had this sense that uh, the tagline of, of Edge has always been, God is up to something. Mm -hmm. And my kind of part of that, who's yeah. in? <laughs> mm. It's like, so we see Edge's work was to notice how God was transforming the church for a new day, for mm. a new social context, to re-embody, re-imagine what gospel community needs to look like mm. for a dramatically different, different from when my parents or my grandparents mm -hmm. like were attending social context and um, how to re-embody the gospel so that, uh, so that it can be shared, so that it can have the impact that God is yearning for, for the mm -hmm. world. And, um, and we were amazed uh, at what God is, is raising up in the mm. church. Um, it's, it's kind of like a wild goose ch uh, chase, right? Like the, the Holy Spirit, the, mm. the wild goose is an image for the Holy Spirit. Mm. The Holy Spirit is, is kind of sparking these amazingly creative new forms of ministry and sometimes new forms of church. Mm. And and it's happening right across right across the United Church of Canada. So I, I I don't need to I don't need right across the church period, but definitely in the United Church of Canada. Mm. Um, and um, and it's not always the box book and preacher model. Mm, mm -hmm. um, like you folks are lucky to have the kind of vital growing uh, traditional form of ministry, meaning mm. Sunday morning worship, preacher, mm -hmm. and so on. That's rare. Um, but where we are seeing energy and growth kind of across the church is in these new forms of, of mission and ministry and church. Uh, the Fresh Expressions Movement was mm -hmm. one of the sources for this. 
it's like um a pub church mm. hmm. like, wow uh or or uh, a healing ministry that is um uh, a seniors care franchise hmm. um a uh a, a, a missional outreach to uh, people with uh, some challenges that have difficulty getting work. And so they're an OD, uh, ADSP, ODSP. Mm-hmm. And so uh, a gourmet soup company mm. that is specifically designed to hire these people. Like, mm-hmm. and, and we see this growing across the church and it's doing a couple of things. One, it's, it has, it's engaging the mission. It's loving mm. the neighbor in the way that God wants the world to function. Mm-hmm. So it is an expression of the mission of the church. And the reason I'm going to this basic kind of language is we often get the question, okay, a social enterprise on, of care of seniors, what does that have to do with church? Mm-hmm. And um, so loving, well, loving the neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so does, how does that get them into the pew on Sunday morning? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it doesn't, mm-hmm. at least not yet, mm-hmm. right? Maybe something needs to change in the pew on Sunday morning mm-hmm. <laughs> before that is is the way in. Um, but it, so it, it's it's accomplishing the mission in a way that's sustainable. Yeah. So one of the problems initially was how do we sustain this? It's declining in some way. It's losing energy. It's losing. So successful social finances become self-sustaining. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People of faith doing it. The other thing it's doing is that it is communicating faith for the people involved. So the people that are, are being called to do this are people of faith and mm-hmm. they are carrying their faith to others. We've seen this in EDGE, people that come to work with EDGE that are not Christian or at least not participating in the church, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, rediscovering the relevance of the church through mm-hmm. the work that's done. Mm-hmm. And that's this basic shift more towards, and it, you know, these are not separate things. Faith and works yeah. are not separate things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, we're, we've, we've put a line between them, church and business, faith and works. No, these are not separate things. Mm-hmm. At least they're not separate things for God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Faith and, and action come together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christ wants our business mm. <laughs> in our faith, mm-hmm. not kept separate, mm. right? Yeah. And, and if the church... Yeah then the church needs to do business. It's why Jesus talked about money. Paul talks about money. Exactly. Jesus talked about money more than anything else than the kingdom of God mm-hmm. in, the, in the text of the New mm-hmm. Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're going to do church, we have to do business and we better do it well mm-hmm. to be faithful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's bring our faith to our business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and more than that, let's bring business to faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so that's the other thing it's doing. So we discovered in this work. So what are, you know, some of these forms of ministry? Um, and some of them are like neo-monastic communities, young people cohabitating and having a daily uh, practice of worship and uh, together with mission. So some of these pieces are not, some of these new forms of church are um, going back in mm-hmm. terms of the model, yeah. right? Yeah. We don't have a lot of monasteries in the United States of Canada. Mm-hmm. But we do have mm-hmm. we so, do have neo monastic yeah, communities, yeah. the Emmaus community. New people going back to old practices that exactly. still bring true, that still bring value, that still yeah, yeah, yeah bring life. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the other pieces of this is, uh, what do we do with our buildings? We can't afford them anymore. Mm. And so churches started thinking of their buildings as a burden. Mm. And uh, well, it's maybe it's because you're not using them in a way that God is wanting you to use. Mm. Like, let's not just think about yeah. the one hour on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. uh, communities need places. And so we started helping congregations rethink the use. Of the, how, do the, how do we shape this asset to do mission in a new way in the community? Mm. How do we uh, make this a gospel place? Um, I, I like the, the image of cathedral. It's a seat for God mm. in the city. Mm. Mm. That's what a cathedral mm. is intended to be. Mm. A cathedral means chair. Mm. It's a for God to be present usually through the arts, sometimes through commerce. So a lot of these redevelopments, and, and actually EDGE gave birth to now the United Property Resource Corporation through our work through property, um, because in conversation with the, uh, the Canadian Mortgage and Housing Corporation that helps fund affordable housing, they saw what the church was doing in these uh, redevelopments, often involving uh, affordable housing, um, People need housing and mm -hmm. they need it affordable. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a timely mm -hmm. message for those who yeah. are trying to live at, in the Toronto area, yeah. anywhere, actually. Um, uh, they notice that uh, churches have all these properties and what an impact this could make for people mm. in Canada. So they invest $20 million in capital to launch for the United, uh, a United Property Resource Corporation that can help churches re redevelop their physical assets in a way for more impact in mission. Um, those redevelopments, many of them start to look like hubs, mm. community hubs, right? So there's a worshiping community there, but there's a lot of other stakeholders for social change uh, that want their, that want to love the neighborhood, want to weave the fabric of love in their mm -hmm. neighborhood, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. want to make a difference. And um, <laughs> how many questions do you have? I could go on. <laughs> well, you've, you've, you've given like a ton of things. I'd love to take a little another run at. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah. I'll just finish this off. The, um, this is the new Abbey. Yeah. Like these community hubs. Yeah. Abbeys through the Middle Ages were places, they were resource centers for the, um, for the, for the community. They, mm -hmm. they gathered and, and activated volunteers. They, they helped commerce. Mm. They were the place of medicine and education. Um, they were, the, you'd get the best beer uh, at, at the Abbey, right? Yeah. Um, and that's what these new communities are. So picture, you know, a congregation is not just worshiping on Sunday morning, maybe in a smaller place. It, uh, it depends on what's happening yeah. with the worship part. Uh, and maybe that's a story yet to come. But picture a daycare and a seniors program and intergenerational mm -hmm. uh, connection. Mm -hmm. Like where can you get three generational connection yeah. in our community life in the suburbs yeah. in, yeah. in Canada? Yeah. Uh, so all of this is happening. It's growing. It's drawing in leaders, new leaders, leaders from outside the church. And it's showing these new leaders like social entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. It's showing them what the church is about. Mm -hmm. And they're becoming curious and hungry for what we call the fourth bottom line. Mm financial, uh, environmental, social, fourth one, spiritual. Mm. So tell me about the spiritual mm -hmm. bottom line. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and they're 
they're drawn in anyway. Well, I hear God is up to something over all that you've just said, brother. <laughs> like seriously, it's so awesome. Um, a couple of things you mentioned about um, the new expressions of the church being beyond worship and beyond a building. Yeah. And as you were saying that, it, it, I had this image of when you read through the gospels, um, absolutely, Jesus went to the temple. That was an important part of who he was and his upbringing and his life with God. But but like a lot of the story of Jesus is not spent in the walls of a temple. So how do you see Jesus at work in some of the, the things that you're talking about here? Because it seems to me it's, it's quite applicable. <laughs> yeah. So... You know, part of, I, I just, you know, the passage, the short one, mm. Jesus wept, mm. right? He's looking on to Jerusalem mm. and wondering what happened, mm. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes when I look at our world today, I start to feel that way. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, why, why can't we, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking Habakkuk, like, mm. why is the law mm. become slack? Why can't we uh, enforce the law that protects all people, mm -hmm. all colors, mm -hmm. the environment? Like there's some burning, critical, existential questions before us. Mm -hmm. And and even the church seems slow mm -hmm. or hesitant to, to address, to make the change that's necessary. Mm -hmm. um, what I see in these social entrepreneur, spiritual entrepreneur, new expressions of church is they're focused on getting it done. Mm. They're focused on, on the embodiment mm -hmm. of the gospel, not just, and I, I shouldn't say just, mm -hmm. but not, not the, um, the worship without that, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, that's that's how I see it. And so just for example, that that uh, that home care, mm -hmm. the seniors mm -hmm. home care, right? Seniors are dying. They're literally mm -hmm. dying either of loneliness or of COVID or whatever it is in the ware warehouses mm -hmm. that we've somehow decided that's okay to relegate them to. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's almost impossible. Our seniors, like our, our elders, mm -hmm. um, the holders of our story. Mm -hmm. How do we how do we know who we are without them? And we it's not good. Um, so a home care person that's part of a faith-based social enterprise, just like family, mm -hmm. goes like the 70 who were sent out mm -hmm. to go into the homes, to, to sit at the table. This is the heart of the mm -hmm. home, to share the table, right? And to eat what is put on the table before them mm -hmm. and to leave everything else behind, leave your money belt, leave your... Mm -hmm go there. Mm -hmm. So here are these home care people in a, in an organization that holds up these values mm -hmm. sitting at table and even, you know, washing as a baptismal. Mm -hmm. This is, this is a new, you know, there are theologians that are going to tell me, no, 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 you're getting all this wrong. But for me, this is a sacramental uh, embodiment, new embodiment of the faith. Mm -hmm. This is the table uh, that Jesus uh, says is a, a, a present form of the eschatological feast mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where all, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it, it's like the, um, we're all have enough, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, where all are welcome, where all have enough, where justice mm -hmm. happens. So it's, um, 
Yeah. That, so that's, that's the call uh, for me. That's, yeah. um, yeah. 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 No, and I mean, I, I, you know, you know where I stand, Rob, like I just, this is such a healthy expression of the Christian faith in life, if you ask me. For a long time, we had a, a, a theme around our church here, journey inward, journey outward. We go inward with God, we pray, we worship, but that prepares us to go journey outward, to experience some of these things, kinds of things, to go to some of these places. John 1.14, message translation, love it. It says, the word meaning Jesus became flesh yeah. and moved into the neighborhood. And somehow... We experience growth in Christ, um, life with Jesus in, in in unique ways when we have the courage to go out and do those things and be those people. I remember we had we went to a neighborhood one time after there was a fire here in Brampton back on Madison Street a number of years ago, and we just we just knocked on doors and said we we just come to what do you need? How can we how can we help you? And and one of the people because um, I'd like to say that when I sent that email out, I, I had like a, a ton of people that wanted to do that, but that was a pretty unique expression of ministry for us. So it was a, it was a, it was a handful of people, yeah. but one of those people, they said, man, this feels to me that if Jesus were here, this is what he would be doing. And of course, the reality of it is he is here, his spirit yeah. lives in us, and we do these things through his power and through his spirit's um, yeah. um, strength and, and, and working. Yeah. Okay. You mentioned, love to drop down, do a little drop down menu on, you mentioned about, about business and church and yeah. how sometimes people um, talk about those things like they can't go hand in hand. Um, oh, you can't do that. The church isn't a business. And 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 in some ways I understand, I think maybe sometimes what people are saying, but in other ways I, w- I really want to challenge that because I think I, I agree with you. I think what you were leading to is those can go hand in hand. In fact, they're meant to be because <laughs> God is about all things and it, you can't yeah. compartmentalize your life um, or life itself. So yeah. what does that look like um, when those practices are are being worked out together? Yeah. Uh, church and business, business and church or faith or life of faith. Yeah. yeah. We've been um, we've been formed quite significantly by that separation. Mm-hmm. So I want to say that you know, we need this conversation mm. about how these two go together. In the preamble to the Song of Faith, which is the United Church's most recent expression of our theology, it actually talks about oppressive forms of capitalism and what that means in terms of climate change and so on. Mm. So we know that the world that we've been formed in, mm-hmm. in terms of our economic understandings and how things function, uh, needs to be transformed. Mm. We are called, we're, we're accountable as mm. a church to answer God and say, how are you transforming them? right? So by keeping them separate, I think we do two things. We hobble the sustainability of ministry Mm. and we avoid the opportunity to create new forms of economic Mm. understandings and arrangements and how we function Mm. that, that say charity is not solving the problems, right? We need to transform all forms of business. Mm. So faith has to come into that. Mm-hmm. So so again, <laughs> mm. um, why, uh, so number one, Paul funded his ministry in part mm. in Athens mm-hmm. through a really successful business. Mm. Now, it, it, this whole tent making thing, it, it's mm. almost anachronistic, but if you read about that story, he's working with a refugee family that has fled Jerusalem, now in Athens, who are tent makers. Mm -hmm. He works together with them to create this, by the way, really successful business. These aren't small tents. These are tents for the Roman army. Mm. 
Why was Constantine converted? Hmm. Because his army became Christian. Mm. Mm. <laughs> now, I'm not speaking as a historian. I'm just making that that connection. Connection, yeah. But yeah. yeah. So Paul did not separate church and faith. Mm -hmm. This business wasn't just a way to fund his ministry. It was part of his ministry, working mm. with refugees, working with the folks that were doing the ministry with him and, and supporting it. So these, a lot of these ministries that are in an enterprise form are successful partly because they are supported by communities and people, practices mm. and people of mm -hmm. faith. Mm. That's a huge competitive yeah. advantage. Mm -hmm. And um, if we could get the business right, yeah. if we could do the business well, mm -hmm. um, we could we could totally kill. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what a terrible, <laughs> terrible <laughs> metaphor that was. We could we could yeah. really make a difference. Yeah. We could do it well. So so the 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 objective of the ministry or the business can be to love the neighbor, mm -hmm. right? Why else would we do it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but done well, the proceeds can also su support forms of ministry that don't generate resources. Mm -hmm. So there are worshiping communities that are being resourced by the enterprise forms, like yeah. some of these community uh, community hub mm -hmm. type, redevelop uh, the property, uh, housing, childcare, senior programming, intergenerational uh, community, and income that sustains the whole system. Yeah. yeah. And owned by the community. So it's not, you know, unregulated growth capitalism. Yeah. It's community sharing Absolutely. gifts to make a difference for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is tithing for me. Yeah. God yeah. provides a land yeah. so that the people can prosper and they can give back yeah. so that everyone has enough. That the feast is held. We forget yeah. that that last part where God holds the feast, mm. where the widow and the orphan and mm. everyone is fed and has enough. So prosper mm -hmm. so that it can be shared. Mm -hmm. And as people of faith, we can do that. As mm -hmm. communities of faith, we can be accountable to that. Mm -hmm. But we do need new accountability mm -hmm. uh, pieces. And and by the way, I, I've become a little suspicious of charitable models mm. because First of all, the, our current uh, governance around charity comes from the preamble of Elizabeth I in the 1600s. So it's probably a little dated, <laughs> but it restricts yeah. what churches yeah. can do, even when it's clear it's for the benefit of people. For example, the relief of poverty is a charitable mm -hmm. uh, purpose, but the prevention of poverty is not. Mm -hmm. It is not okay for a church to use money mm -hmm. that's been charitable, received as charitable, to prevent poverty, mm. according to our charitable system. Mm. So we're we're actually in conversation with CRA around how do we wow. how do we um, how do we change that? Because yeah. enterprise, social enterprise, even the Canadian government sees that as a as a force for social transformation. Mm -hmm. And it's a powerful force. And if it's exercised with love and accountability and justice, it is, you know, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love it, Rob. You know, and and uh, just an example, I think, of what you're talking about. So we're, we're recording this right now in a production studio here at, at NBC that has been um, built throughout this pandemic. And it was meant to help us create content that we need, but also to bless the community around us. And so we had a community leader come in recently who has just an amazing wellness program that she's trying to work in and really raise up mental health and wellness and she needs to create some content. So when we told her this is a place where she could get her content created and of course, you know, pay for that in, in a reasonable way, but also invest in all that goes towards the mission and ministry of this church that she knows blesses this community because she's been a part of this community for years. Like she was, her eyes were popping out of her head. Like that's exactly what I want. I'm gonna pay for this somewhere. Why not pay for it in a place where it's going to, you know, reap benefits, yeah. be an investment in something that I really believe in. And, and this the blessing just kind of continues on and on and on. I think hey, that's the kind of thing it's that- self-sustaining. So we want to run the studio with the best yeah. business practice we possibly can. To be honest, I think a church can be run with the best business practice. You don't want bad business practices, you want good business prices. So we're talking about integrity and character and all those kinds of things. Yeah, good leader. Why do we not want, exactly, <laughs> good stewardship. So God has resourced us with something that's really important. Yeah. Why, would we want to, why, why would we want to lead that with the best or very best, the best of our practices? Yeah, so yeah. One of the things sure. I, I want folks to, to know is that these are not isolated cases. Like hundreds of these experiments, mm. art centers, community uh, garden projects, food, all kinds of food projects, community hub kind of ministries. Um, and and I, the, the healthcare piece is, mm-hmm. is so critical. The, the world is starting to realize that spiritual connection and spiritual practice, spiritual community is maybe, uh, is, is not the most, but as good as any other intervention that Mm-hmm. medicine mm-hmm. Uh, can provide. And it's often done at a far less expensive mm-hmm. way. And, and it um, is preventative mm-hmm. as, as opposed to reactive, right? Mm-hmm. So the church has a gift mm-hmm. that the world is desperate for. 50% mm-hmm. of our teens yeah. are dying yeah. of depression, bipolar yeah. disorder, anxiety disorder, yeah. because they're they're not connected mm-hmm. to themselves, to commu- to healthy communities. We are failing. Mm-hmm. We are failing. And that this pandemic, we have we have not seen the tip of the iceberg in terms of the mental health impact or the health impacts generally of this. We're being called like the mm-hmm. world needs what we yeah, have. Absolutely. And we have to yeah. find ways. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um you know, we the word hope is all over. I think hey, what we're we're talking about here, Rob. And and so where where do you see signs of hope? Um, because it is it, it's it's a struggle, it's a challenge, um, yeah. But to overcome change, to create new expressions, yeah. um, we're, we're you know we're, we're often working with old structures and traditions that can be challenging to break through. Um, helping people see new ways of doing some you know all, all that sort of thing. But but at the end of the day, it's worth it because of the hope that it brings and the hope that is needed. As you just so beautifully articulated, where are you seeing signs of hope? not only for the church, but even more importantly for the Christian faith. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I think everything I've experienced with EDGE that's happening on the ground, I see as a sign of that. Mm-hmm. Like hundreds. Oh, I think if we include the the um, uh, social innovation challenge uh, kind of things that we've launched, and those, we didn't 
necessarily have just church people. Like we didn't restrict it to mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. ministry yeah. entrepreneurs. It was open to other social entrepreneurs. Thousands of mm. initiatives, energy, community being gathered. And when, when I when I meet with one of these leaders in mm-hmm. the church that's come up with this idea and they're they're sharing it with me and I'm watching them and I just say, you're not crazy. Mm. And I, I could tell you how many times they start to weep, mm. right? There, there are all these people being called by the spirit to explore this new territory and they think they're alone mm. and they're not alone. Mm. They're part of something and they're not crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are, there are hundreds of these things happening. Hope, hope is a gift mm. we need to receive. Mm. We need to, um, you know, the the challenge, as you said, has mm. been to kind of break through the fear mm. that the church seems to mm. be in right now around around that, so that they can, so that we can together just open up mm-hmm. to what is happening, knowing that maybe it doesn't keep going the thing mm-hmm. that we thought of as church yeah. in the way that it was, but if it's if it's loving people, if it's drawing them into loving, just community, if it's a place where the faith can be shared mm-hmm. and the story that gives um, gives the charisma, the mm. substance of that mm-hmm. faith, right, can be shared, mm-hmm. then how isn't it, church, where mm-hmm. there's learning, where there's, um, you know, as long as we're doing what, what, so... It's not a a church that has a mission. <laughs> the mm. church of God has a mission in the world. Mm-hmm. It's the God of mission has a church in the world. Mm-hmm. It's the mission that matters. Mm-hmm. And as long as we're doing that, mm-hmm. we are church. Yeah. So I see the church in a growth mode right now. Yeah. Awesome. That's the hope. That mm-hmm. the, the spirit is raising up a new church. Behold, mm-hmm. I do a new thing. Uh, and even now it springs forth. So this is, you know, I often ask this, the question in our staff team, we have this kind of, practice so what story are we in mm. are we in the the um the exodus you know are we in the wilderness uh trying to find our way back back home are we so recently a couple of couple have become no this is post-resurrection mm. we're we're on the road to a mass mm. and some of the disciples are grieving the death mm. right of the body of the embodiment of christ right and so much so that they can't see that Christ is already with them mm. walking on the road Love it. in a new way and recognized in the breaking of bread. Mm. Mm-hmm. So Love it. Need to get at tables. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned about when someone has an idea and 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 your just encouragement like, hey, that that don't you're not crazy. This is, you know, um, my sense is, you know, as I've been a part of what you're doing at Edge and your encouragement on some of the things that we've done over the years. Um, I really believe, Rob, the, the way that God wired you up to be open to new ideas and and, 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 and entrepreneurial in spirit and creative. Um, we have a God of creativity. No one's more creative than God. God mm-hmm. is the creator who continues to create. But, but the fear that you mentioned when someone has an idea, I think is really um, 
powerful and is often a block, even for someone articulating it, even naming that. How many ideas are left on a, on a you know, in some, in, inside somebody because they're too afraid even to, even to reveal it because, uh, you know, it yeah. just, it sounds crazy, right? I, and how often do people start? Like, yeah. I know it sounds crazy, yeah. but, totally. you know, so as you've been working at this uh, over the years, my sense is God has put you in a front row seat to be able to encourage new ideas. And I got to tell you, that's been a gift to me, Rob. That's been mm -hmm. a gift to our church. It's been a gift. I, I, I'm, I'm sure there's, there's thousands of people who, who would be able to say that if they really stopped to think about it. Um, what has it been like for you to be given the opportunity to encourage those kinds of ideas and to encourage, inspire people to see that God is on the move, God is at work, to try to catch up to that. And sometimes it's that, again, being open to having the courage to name those ideas and even take some first steps. And we all know if we've tried anything new that sometimes it doesn't work out <laughs> the way we originally planned it. In fact, sometimes God does something even better and greater and bigger with it. But to me, it starts with somehow God working through someone to say, no, no, you're not crazy. Keep going. I'm with you. Let's do this. Let's see where God takes us. What's that been like for you it's, to be a part uh, of that process, brother? Yeah, it's been a total gift. I bet. It's been, it's just continual amazement. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I, I often say this, this like my dream job. <laughs> like, mm. um, you don't work a day in your life if you do what you love, yeah. right? At least not yeah. in the Protestant work ethic kind of <laughs> understanding of work. Uh, it's not drudgery. No, yeah. this is, it's grace. It's, it, it is. And um, I am so grateful uh, to the church that found the courage to try this experiment, even mm -hmm. though I don't, you know, sometimes it's hard to communicate mm -hmm. to, you know, part of, there's change work, right? Mm -hmm. There's a, a culture shift and a mindset shift that needs to happen to really see mm -hmm. and understand and, and celebrate this. But when I meet with the folks that have been caught by that, by that creative spirit, that Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. and to connect, it's just, it's just pure gift. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm, I'm amazed. And, and to tell them, uh, if you're worried about failure, mm -hmm. Don't be like fail five times before exactly. you have credibility with yeah. me. Like, like, just yeah. like I go, to, yeah. get failing. Yeah, you can't learn. We can't think our way into this new thing. Yeah, we have Absolutely. to act our way into new thinking. And so, if we're acting our way into something new, how do we learn? We learn by failing, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. by failing well. Yeah, and yeah. learning from it. Yeah. yeah. So, in our understanding of the change process, there is this ex experimental cycle, and it's not just the experiment and the and the learning from it, it's the partnering with mm. others. That's another aspect of this. Any of these things, none of these things can happen without bringing stakeholders together and not just in the church either, mm. but stakeholders from the community beyond the church. Mm -hmm. So we're actually recreating community. We're creating a new kind of community beyond the church. Mm -hmm. So the, 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 the ministry congregation, if you, or community of faith, um, is a sign of something that's growing out into the community. Mm -hmm. You you know this mm -hmm. from the work mm -hmm. of the journey and yeah. other pieces. It's not just for us. Yeah. It's for creation. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. of the citizens. Yeah. 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 And that's where that um 
that journey inward prayer and worship leads to those ideas too, because in the, you know, just as you said, like the journey was never our idea. We, we, we just believe God was calling right. us to do this. And yeah. the whole long story behind that, I know, I know our chair of the board at the time, Rolf Manta, he said, we're just trying to catch up to God. God's already doing, calling us out to do this, you know? Yeah. And honestly, like talk about a fail, like that idea started with, we need to buy a bus so we could bring people to church from those communities who were trying to love and serve. Thank goodness someone with, with great wisdom said, why don't we just rent a bus for a while and see how it goes? And then anyway, that morphed, it didn't actually work. People didn't come here. Yeah. We need to go there. We built a space, community center, um, you know, and, and on it goes. But that idea morphed, God changed that, like in such a significant way from where we first thought it was supposed to go or what it was supposed to be, yeah. but we had to start. Like we had to start somewhere. And and that all came from God. Like that all yeah. came from, you know, God puts a conviction in you and you you, you just got to move it forward. You got to move and, it forward. And that's, that's yeah. a practice. Yeah. Start small. Don't yeah. don't start with the whole yeah. blown idea. Yeah. Start with a piece. Yeah. Rent, rent the bus. Yeah. How many times do you hear a story about something that is so significant as far as even in, in a magnitude kind of way? And those stories almost always start with we never we never this wasn't what we originally intended. It started with just just with this, and then you know over time and yeah yeah, yeah step by step. Yeah. Um, oh, and and yeah, the yeah, prayer yeah, piece yeah, yeah. like yeah, that yeah. is the. That is, the, this is a spiritual process. Yeah. Creation is a spiritual process. Yeah. And yeah. so it's almost like the creation story. God speaks and yeah. creation responds and God speaks again. Mm -hmm. It's this iterative yeah. process yeah. and it evolves. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, absolutely. And there's this, this there's so much um, balance in a number of things we talked about, you know, business and faith, church and, you know, but uh, works and, you know, uh, yeah, faith yeah. and deeds and, um, and I think that that piece of of prayer really does it starts with prayer and it leads to action. In fact, my experience of prayer is it almost always, often, often leads to some kind of action. But those those two go together very well in this kind of work that we're doing. In fact, in fact, the the creativity that God is calling us to reach the world with the hope that God desires, <laughs> um, it it almost requires that kind of in tandem, prayer and and action. And and those two so good. That's what gives us the resourcing and the strength. And, okay, let's, let's, we haven't touched on this one. I just love to, before we're finished here, Rob, just to get a little personal as far as, because all that you've been experiencing, um, it's not just about what you've been doing. It's, it's, it's so clearly about what God has also been doing in you. God is on the move out there, yeah. but God is very much on the move within you. And so how have you experienced God um, through all of this, um, back to where you began, the the calling to shift, you know, and and be a part of Edge and found it and then create it and 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 build it, um, and even now as you as you make a transition in your life, um, how is God on the move within within you? How are yeah. You? Oh, this ancient love <laughs> that keeps uh, kind of the allure of it that keeps drawing us forward, mm. right? So, I. You know, when I when I felt, experienced this call to ministry, it was a dramatic kind of thing. I was in a PhD program in management science at McMaster University, and I heard two words, trust me. Mm. I knew what the trust me meant. I had been pretending not to know about this sense of call to mm. ministry, right? Didn't have anyone in the family. So I thought, okay, that, that my, that's my call. And then I followed through and I mm. was ordained in the United Church. And I thought that was it for call. Okay, that's my call. But no, then you're called to a place and then you know, you're settled and then you're called to a ministry. And that was a whole new experience. And then uh, when I was at Westminster United Church, 
I had a sense of being called away and I was, mm. didn't know what it was. And then the general counsel work came along and was called to that. And then this new opportunity with edge, that was a sense of call. Mm. So I know that I'm being called away from the work with edge. So the, it's, it's this continual um, surrender mm. of life to the, the work of the spirit mm. in your life and in the world. Mm. And every time, and it's it it's still disturbing, mm. right? Because limited human mm-hmm. 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 ego contained mm-hmm. sight, mm-hmm. right? That um, God continually challenges us to trust, to trust deep, trust more deeply. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Those two words are mm-hmm. coming back to me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I am being called away, and I am excited about the freedom of like retirement I'm, this is the uh, mm-hmm. this is the thing end of august i've set a date with my wife kelly she set the date <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to retire uh, but it's not the end of ministry right yeah. like yeah. it's a it's a new calling and there's huge freedom mm-hmm. and openness to that um, but there's also the letting go mm-hmm. i've been like i'm so grateful for the team and the people that i've worked with in mm-hmm. this i'm so grateful for the church taking a, a risk in, in having this weird thing and letting someone like me do stuff that, you know, comes to mind. <laughs> um, and so grateful for, you know, just the gift of encountering creative, courageous mm. people that are doing the work mm. on the ground. You're mm. the ones that are doing mm. the courageous work. I just mm. get to sit back and say, yeah, go mm. for it. How can mm. we help? Like, um, and be amazed. But yeah, so this, this transition, this um, you know, reimagining, you know, in a way I'm going through what I am inviting the church to experience, yeah, yeah. right? Let go of the structures of what your faith has built in mm, the past mm-hmm. so that you can receive again the gift of God, which mm-hmm. is always mind-blowingly better mm-hmm. than the plans mm-hmm. yeah, that yeah. go on in here. Yeah. So I'm Amen. I'm actually trying not to plan too much, nice. but definitely to create the space, the prayer space, yeah. Yeah. The, the, um, the distance from attachment to yeah. the work I am have been doing for the last yeah. 10 years yeah. in order for this new thing to, for my heart to open up to yeah. this new thing. I, yeah. do, I don't think... God needs time for that to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, God's, God's already there. Just, just you, you'll catch yeah, up to God. Yeah. God will help you with that. That's awesome. Well, we'll want to pray for that transition, Rob. Before uh, we close, just just a little rapid fire before we do. Um, what's the best thing going on in your uh, in your home, in your life, in your family these days? Um, retirement. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair, man. That's I think fair. so. That's exciting. It's, it's exciting. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's an adventure. It's an yeah. adventure yeah. in a new way. Absolutely. And with Kelly, it's it's a new yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. No, that's cool. Um, best thing going on in your community, your neighborhood. Um, oh, okay. I this is going to sound negative for the best thing, but I we're we're I live in a place called Village on the Lake, and we're in a time of tension and struggle. So I say this as someone who's worked in change. This is good. Mm. It's that struggle, and I'm I'm on the condo board, oh. so I'm in the middle of it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that struggle is. The, the energy that will bring us to a new place. Mm. So I don't think that was the intention of the kind yeah. of thing to bring up the question, but that's, that's no, hope. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I love the, I love the, um, 
mindset around that. What? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, best thing going on in our world. Yeah, I I think this new time, like mm. I, the um, and I, I'll put together kind of the social entrepreneurs and the spiritual entrepreneurs. They are being caught up. These new young people, mm-hmm. the two young men that you introduced me on the way in here that are going to do all the tech. Matt and Stephen, who we love so much. They Absolutely. Have a, they yeah. have a vision for yeah. the world. In, yeah. in um, Habakkuk, right, where mm. go, yeah. the prophet goes up to Habakkuk, goes up to tower, and God says, it doesn't even say what the vision is, because Habakkuk already knows yeah. what the vision is. There's a vision. It's come. Write it on tablets so that a runner can carry it. And I'm telling you, there's a whole generation of runners yeah. that are yearning for a vision that is worthy of their lives. Yeah and of their broken hearts, mm-hmm. and they wanted to carry it to the world. Mm-hmm. And that gives me great hope. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, thanks, Rob. Um, love to pray for you, for our listeners and watchers. Lots, lots, lots of ground that we were able to cover today and appreciate every bit of it. Every thank bit of you, it. Thanks, Jamie. brother. Yeah, yeah, let's pray. Yeah. Mm. Oh, God, thank you so much for, you are, as we said, you are the creator. You are continuing to create, and you involve us in that process uh, you are on the move. You are up to something, and we do. We see you. Um, we see you working. We 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 are grateful for your goodness and your faithfulness, especially through the the challenging times, especially through this pandemic, especially through change. And so, continue to create a new thing, oh God, and, and enable us to be a part of it in whatever ways that you're inviting us to be. We pray for your blessing on Rob's discernment. May he continue to celebrate the front row seat that he has had in courageously coming alongside those who you're working through to bring new life to this world, a new formation of, of, the, of the church, of your church. And as he discerns what's next, we have complete confidence that you have something beautiful in store for him, for Kelly, for his life, for their life together. And uh, we just entrust them, uh, uh, all of us, um, all of this to you. We're in such good hands, your hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks again, Rob, so much. Thank you, Jamie. Absolutely. 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 Cool. And thanks, everyone, for joining us on the Good News Podcast. Really glad you could be with us today. Hope you were inspired, encouraged, maybe even a little bit challenged. God be with you. Thanks again for joining us. Man, I just love the way that Rob has such a a way to bring hope to to the church. And, And and this whole idea of, of creative ideas, like, isn't that, isn't it true? Absolutely. God is a God of creativity. God's got lots of new ideas and God involves us in bringing those ideas to the world. It's, it's quite a quite an amazing process that we get to be a part of, but how many ideas are, are left un, undone, are, are left inside of us because we're afraid to talk about them? And I love the unique role that God has given Rob and to be honest, Edge Ministry Network to encourage those ideas to come out, to encourage people to not only share their ideas, but to try them out, to take steps. And and if they don't work, that's okay. There's always another idea coming. And isn't that the way God works? Friends, I, I hope that whatever ideas you have, maybe you've been sitting on one or two, that somehow today's episode encourages you, empowers you to go for it. Try out that idea, share that idea with somebody and just see what God might do with it. Anyway, there's lots of hope for us, hope for this world, and certainly hope for God's church. We heard that loud and clear. Thanks to Rob and their team at Edge who are working so hard to help make that happen. Friends, so good to have you with us on the Good News Podcast today. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Good News with Jamie Holtham. God bless you. Until next time.